what's up everybody welcome to we're offended you're offended the podcast i'm kim this is tyler and hope everybody had a fantastic weekend it is our 70th episode today so that's pretty exciting pretty awesome okay so um let's let's just get into well little rundown so um winnipeg which is in manitoba which is in canada is uh looking at forcing businesses to shut down um for violating the health orders and crap so we got some more of that we got um me and kim going on a wonderful little date to a, one of these fine establishments um and we're gonna conclude potentially for now for now with um your canadian tax dollars directly going to fund antifa so all right so before we get into the fuck did i just hit all right so before we get into it um of course you guys will always uh well you know i shouldn't say will always be on youtube will always be on um rumble or spotify uh anchor um on youtube for the time being um no i said that already i don't know (laughs) we upload three days a week monday wednesday friday so if you can't catch us on one of those things check out one of the other ones we might have just been pulled down from one because you know we be naughty yeah so um okay i mute you why do i mute you when i'm talking mute your mic so then hopefully we don't have this echo problem because it's not very often we encounter these issues because our boy here is always home so we had noticed after our last episode i was a little echoey yeah because i was coming through both of our microphones okay so well how about is that okay well i don't don't know (laughs) is it i guess we'll find out okay so let's get into this first this first monstrosity (laughs) Okay, so this is an art. This is an article from uh, the Communist Broadcasting Corporation, um, and it is titled "Titled Monstrosity Burgers Find Thirty-One Times Could Be Fined Up to One Million Dollars for Repeatedly Breaking COVID nineteen Rules." And so, okay, so um, so Winnipeg Burger Restaurant that has repeatedly broken health public health orders is facing a new fine that could go as high as one million dollars. Monstrosity Burger, which makes very good food, on Cordon Avenue is facing an information-laid charge for repeated offenses under the Public Health Act. The charge was laid in the week of January 3rd to 9th, but was announced uh, in a news release on Wednesday. The province says the courts will determine the fine amount, but it could be as high as $1 million. Monstrosity Burger has been ticketed numerous times over the course of the pandemic. Um, in one month alone, the business had received eight $5,000 fines for break, breaking public health rules. CBC, uh, the Canadian Communist, um, or Canadian Broadcasting, uh, Why what not did I just Communist call it? Broadcasting Corporation? I like that better. Jesus, I fucked that up. Yeah, you did. Uh, news reached out to the operators of Monstrosity Burger, who declined to comment. Total of thirty-three warnings and or thirty-one warnings and thirty-three tickets were issued for the week. The bulk of which were two hundred ninety-eight dollar fines issued to people for failing to wear a mask in public. So me and Kim went there. In fact, I ended yeah, we up did. 
I ended up phoning that place and saying, uh, are you guys actually going to be open or are you guys going to get shut down due to fines? And they, nope, we're, we're trudging along here. But um, no, we actually, we ended up sitting down and talking with the owners. The owners were great people. The servers were nice and food. Well, food was great. Like, oh my God, you guys, you know, it, I, I'm going to say it was the weirdest thing ever because like we go there and we're, we're reading all these articles and stuff like it, it just so happened. I was kind of going through it and I stumbled across this and they were saying, you know, that they had warnings that were put up and they're only allowed to have um, takeout and delivery that there's no in house dinings that there's been a citation or whatever you want to call it issued. So I, I was fully expecting to go there and us just go in, make an order and then sit outside and wait. However, we get there. Nay, 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 nay. They were open for in-house dining. And the funny thing is I like walk in with my mask because that's what I've been so preconditioned to do for the past two years. And I walk in and I'm kind of looking around and everybody's looking at me and I'm like, oh, okay. And then our servers kind of come up and they're not wearing masks. And I was like, fuck yeah. And that thing came down. Um, I, okay. I wouldn't say that people were like looking at you like, ew, what the fuck's wrong? No, they just said that we don't discriminate. Like we just, we don't care. Like if you want to wear a mask, like there were the, this old couple that came in and they just, you know what, here you can sit down here and blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it, it could partly be because I'm looking around at everybody else with a shocked look on my face that no one's wearing masks and they're all looking at me like, what the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> Who knows? But regardless, so we actually got to sit in and have a meal. And I, I have to say, like, since COVID hit, I haven't been able to go out anywhere to enjoy a meal. And we, we've talked about this many times on our podcast, but to anybody who is new here, welcome. And also, like, Tyler and I, yes, we're both vaccinated. Yes, we both have our vaccine passports that are mandatory due to work purposes. I'm also HIV positive. Um, I got uh, herpes. Um, I have bubonic plague. Um, I have I have everything, everything, everything. Yeah. Um, but I refuse to show my passport anywhere. I don't like. I were very against the whole mandates, and honestly, the only place that I have ever showed it to is my work, and that's it. I refuse to go anywhere that I have to show my medical information to. I don't think it's right. I think it's wrong. It's against our constitution. I very, very, very much against it. So needless to say, um, it was just very nice to be able to sit someplace and not have to give out medical records and stuff like that to everybody and just be able to enjoy company and enjoy being out someplace and their food, guys. Oh, my God. Well, hold on. First, as we're walking in, so anybody who's watching, they can see the outside of the, the burger joint right now. But as we were walking in, they have this uh, sign on the door that said Omicron coming Tuesday, December 21st in a theater near you. Made me giggle on my way in the door. <laughs> they got lots of signs up there, you know, choice friendly. We won't ask, stuff like that. And uh, we ended up getting some some food. And I tell you, oh, my God, this food. So here is uh alto's monstrosity burger this thing literally there's like the bun is grilled cheese sandwiches 
Yeah. Grilled cheese sandwiches. This thing was massive. And then we have here. This is one that I got. I don't even remember what it was called. It was like a Swister, I think. Yeah. yeah. It was, oh my God. It was so good. And then we ended up taking some stuff home. We got this, like, and okay. So Tyler's burger, it was like one pound of beef. It was two half pound patties. Like this thing, anybody who knows Tyler knows he's got a big mouth. This thing was like tricky for him to, you know, get a good bite out of. And uh, we ended up bringing some burgers home for the kids. And we had also got these poutines. This one was the pierogi poutine. Yeah. So good. And then we had also got this one, which was the twisted Swister poutine. So it kind of went nicely with my burger. So it was amazing. Like I, like he said already, the owners, the servers, the whole atmosphere, everything was absolutely amazing. Yeah. No, it was. It was pretty good. But um, no, it was nice to I sat down with the, the owners and um, they were talking a little bit and they just said like, hey, it's, you know, it's basically, it's your responsibility. You should take responsibility for your own actions and not, not fighting over, you know, someone else or, you know, alienating someone. And they just said that we're not going to discriminate, period. We're just not. So it was a, a nice little thing. and. Uh, you know, I, there were some people that walked away or people that didn't come. And there were some people that, you know, sat down and eat. Like, I don't know. Um, I know Rebel News has covered them quite a bit. They've talked uh, talked about them and they, they, just, they called like CBC and all that stuff, like fake news media. So it was kind of, uh, but. Yeah, it was nice to be surrounded by a bunch of our people. <laughs> well, people just aren't you know so willing to narc on each other and yeah oh, you're doing the wrong thing you're doing this and you're bad because like chill the fuck well and even the owner like when we were talking with her she was even saying like she had gotten a phone call earlier that day by somebody asking if her staff is vaccinated and stuff like that she's like i'm not gonna ask my staff their medical history like and then the, the guy was kind of razzing her and giving her a hard time about it. And she's like, okay, well, you know what? You don't have to eat here. You can go find someplace else to eat if it makes you uncomfortable. Like, we don't discriminate against anybody. So if you're not okay with that, then go find someplace else. Yeah, pretty much. Which, like I said, that's, you figure that's kind of how it should be. Like I said, it, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want to go down this, this whole path. If it was as bad as it is supposed to be, people would be lining up. You wouldn't be forced into it. You know, we've had two years of our ho- hospitals being overwhelmed, and but, but we're going to fire nurses, and we're cutting funding towards hospitals. Um, not trying to resupply anything. Like, it's just... It's just really... Really unusual. I would, not unusual. Well... No, it, it's it is unusual that it's being forced so hard when we're going from Canada will not be a, a country of mandates to con- unless you have a piece of paper or a piece of software installed on your phone, you cannot access normal society. And I I don't agree with that. I don't agree with 
I don't agree with being forced by your government to saying I need to do this and I need to do that. Uh, no, no. We had an article pulled up on Friday about you know a family being turned away because the child has leukemia and he's unvaccinated. Oh like, yeah, but that still really bugs me. I was thinking about that through the weekend. That really, really bugs me. Um. So yeah, like we do have a lot of quite a bit of stuff to do, but and I just wanted to bring up this other article from the. Uh, Communist Corporation. Um, so it says Winnipeg mayor calls for a shutdown of repeat health order violator as three businesses rack up multiple fines. So it's just a little blurb. So a total of 28 tickets for violations of Manitoba's COVID 19 public health orders were handed out last week, with more than half of those going to businesses. Enforcement officers wrote 16 tickets for a total of seven, almost $73,000. In fines to businesses during the week of September, I don't really give a fuck, according to the provincial government. Winnipeg Burger Joint fined thousands closed for repeated breaches of public health. Which, you know, there, like there, are, there are several businesses that have been fined heavily, and they're just saying, no, we're, we're just, we're not doing this. We're not, uh, we're not going to... We're like I think um, I think how they uh, at Monstrosity Burger they said like hey if you want it like you're more than welcome to you know show your QR code or whatever else and if you don't know how to do it and we have the software here it says but if you need help you can phone uh, public health and we're we're following the law we're not following orders and decrees which I you know I I agree with just because a, someone a government official just says it not wasn't voted into law these are just decrees. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm not all that interested. I gotta in- say, sorry, I gotta say, like, it's funny because there is like a, um, a thing that is on their door that was put up stating that they're supposed to be shut down for in-house dining, which was one reason why I didn't think that they were going to have it because that's exactly what they're talking about in this last yeah. sentence here. But no, they, the sign's still up and uh, business as usual. And, uh, but the thing is, like, can we just take a look at this for a second? 16 tickets, 16 for a total of $72,500. Plus, we've already discussed in the previous article that this business had eight tickets, $5,000 a pop. Can we not see that, like, hmm, Seems like the government is sure figuring out a way to make some money during this. That I, I don't think it's gonna, they're gonna stop, you know, telling people you can't go here and finding people because this is, baby, this is a cash cow. This is bringing in some serious dinero for them. Yeah. Yeah. No, then this has been, uh, this has been a little bit ridiculous to see. And like, like I said, they seem like good people. Um, you know, just so nice. Well, and it's a local place. Like, <laughs> and this thing from Brian Bowman, you know, about buying local and supporting uh, local communities and all this type of shit. And then he says, "Now shut him down." Hmm. Because you know, do you need to ask your wife's boyfriend for permission to do anything? You know, it just seems a little, little hypocritical to me. But you know, he's he's supposed to be a guy that. This is supposed to be representative to help run the city. Do you not have bigger fires to put out? 
Like, yeah, they do, but they're choosing to fight this one because, again, this is their cash cow. And the thing is, like, Tyler and I, we've talked um, in uh, lots of podcasts that we'd like to support local. And honestly, this was a fantastic way for us to support local. Go, go show our support to them. Go, you know, we're, we're proud of you for fighting the fight. Keep up the good work. And, you know, it, it was really nice that we actually got an outing for it, too. Yeah. So, you know, we definitely support local and we're not, we don't, we, we don't discriminate. And it, well, unless it's government. <laughs> we discriminate against no. the government. But, but that's the thing. That's what I find so funny is that you see with a lot of these people, like, there's always articles around about anti-vaxxers and, oh, we're so bad and we're diseased vermin and all this other garbage. Yes, I'm making my own words here. Um, but the funny thing is, is a lot of the people who are anti-vaxxers in today's terminology, we seem to be the most accepting people that are out there. We're the ones actually going out there not discriminating against other people. Whereas we're getting discriminated against. Like, it's just, it's kind of, it's kind of funny, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't want to dwell too much on this, but it was, uh, it was a nice little, um, nice little outing. And, uh, you know what? I would say, Hey, you know what? Support local businesses. That's what I would do. But let's, uh, let's not, uh, Let's not get it twisted. You know, Amazon and Walmart and all these other big box stores are more than welcome to, uh, you know, to congregate, to collect there. Keep their doors open. And you know what? Everyone's talking about social distancing and masking. And okay, yeah, you got to wear your mask and you got to sanitize. But guess what? When people are lining up outside or people are at counters, like there's there's only so much social distancing you're going to get. Okay. So I, I don't really. When I go around, I don't see any difference between going to a place that that we went to, Monstrosity Burger, that didn't discriminate against anybody, sitting down, or going to another restaurant and sitting down and having something to eat. The only difference is, is they're not requiring your medical history. But there's literally, there's no other differences. People, like, do you know what I mean? Oh, you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Okay, but all right. So yeah, that was a nice little, well, just a little blurb, a little shout out to uh, you know buying local and um, you know people that just aren't complying because I, I think that's the main thing. Like you, you cannot comply your way out of tyranny. Yeah, and that's that's always been a real, you know, like and I've said from the start, like yeah, we didn't know what we were dealing with. The information was kind of wishy washy, and a lot of it was being hidden. Who shut up? <laughs> but so you know it's just it's it's become more and more overstepping like, I, like I'm, I'm just i'm fairly convinced that there are some people that just they're they're petty they just love to comply they love that the government is saying oh you're a good little you know a good little slave you're a useful idiot oh yeah and they're they're loving all the ones that are are standing up because again i'm gonna say cash cow baby so anybody who lives in Winnipeg or surrounding areas, please go check out Monstrosity Burger. They're on Corridon. 
fantastic place, fantastic people, fantastic food. Oh my God. It was so, so good. So go check it out. Support local. Yep. Yep. I totally Absolutely agree. But, um, okay. So I guess to conclude for now, for the, the information regarding Canadian, uh, tax money going to funding discrimination and racism. I, I, I'm sure some of you think that I'm, I'm just using hyperbole. No, no, it's, it's literally discrimination. So with the same theme of, you know, individual choice, non-discriminatory uh, behavior. So one thing I did want to bring up, and I know, um, so it is called the Overton Window. So it is, for anyone that doesn't know, so the Overton Window uh, of political po- plaus- possibility is the range of ideas the public is willing to consider and accept in the United States, for instance. So the, the idea of different races mixing in public or women's suffrage were once considered fringe or extreme policies that they're now deemed common sense. Uh, well, it reflects the progress in the Overton window. So a politician seeking to maximize the chances of re-election should determine where the Overton window for key policies issues is via public opinion polls and other means so they can successfully campaign on those ideas. Can you do me a favor and dumb that down for me? Talk like a five. Okay, so it's basically the idea of, so uh, what's what's a policy that's extreme on the, let's say on the on a left-wing side? Well, if you want to go like alt left, it would be repealing of civil rights uh, laws. That would be considered an extreme left. That is an extreme left. Something that might be extreme right. Well, removing civil liberties from laws. So you know, those are extreme ideas, or it could be, you know, it's just basically where does the where does the population line up certain issues? You know, kind of middle of the road is lowering taxes, looking at bringing jobs back, you know, all this type, you know, that's kind of middle of the road. But so is that like what the Overton window would be is kind of like the, the in between? Well, the Overton window is so think of it. Think of like, I, I, I guess, political ideology as like a circle. And over top of that is a window, like literally like a window. So it's like an enclosed donut. And as you move this window, you can, you can kind of see where people line up. So in the middle of the Overton window is what would be considered centrist policy. You know, you could see more on the right. So the more and more extreme people are, like say like if there was a snap back towards conservatism, it, it could be things like, well, we want to repeal um, same-sex marriage laws. That would be a hard swing right. But, you know, maybe a policy that's hard left is decriminalization of all drugs. That could be like a hard left. So, the more and more this window gets shifted, gets pushed, well, the more center of the idea that they become, it's the more willingness people are to accept. So if no one was taught, so let's say, you know, no one was bringing up mandates before. Everyone would have said, no, I'm, I'm not okay. Well, uh, to be fair, 
there's quite apparently there's quite a few of you that absolutely love to be governed but there's you know okay the idea of the government force anything on you anything and everything it deems necessary up to and including sterilization or execution people would say whoa that's 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 extreme in terms of like the overton window but if that hawk has brought more and more and the people that are dissenting are chopped off well then the overton window will shift in that direction towards those types of policies yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So if you look at like Twitter, well, it's heavy left. Uh-huh. To the point where me being left libertarian is considered alt right. <laughs> but Isn't that's that messed up. Like, okay, to anybody out there who maybe doesn't know where they stand on their whole political compass thing, they actually have a quiz, which is called the political compass. Yeah. So take the quiz and both Tyler and I both have taken the quiz and we're both on the left side of the spectrum. We're not extreme left. Um, I'm a little bit more left than he is, but it still kind of shows you where it is that you're lying. So we take this political compass and we kind of already figured as much, but okay, this is where we are. We're on the left. But yet, exactly as he said, the way our, our views and stuff like that, people would consider us alt-right. Like, which is just completely absurd. And that's where the whole Overton window comes in, and that's why it makes sense now. So, I guess to get back uh, with Antifa. So, this was a, uh, a bit of an excerpt. Well, it, there is quite a bit of information, but I want to give a fair uh, claim to the left and the right. So, CTV's take on Antifa. So, Antifa is, a short, is short for anti-fascist. The irony in that statement right right there. The term is used to define a broad group of people whose political beliefs lean towards shut up you, the left, often the far left, but do not conform with the Democratic Party platform. Yeah, so they're even more left. So the group doesn't have an official leader or headquarters, although groups in certain states hold regular meetings. Okay, so um, yeah, anti-threat positions uh, can be hard to define, but many members support a oppressed populations and protest the amassing of wealth by corporations and elites. Some employ radical or militant tactics to get their message across. Scott Crow, a former Antifa organizer, but I thought they don't have I thought they don't have leaders. Okay. Says the radical ideals. Radical ideals promoted by Antifas hmm, are starting to be adopted by liberals. They would never have looked at those ideas before because they saw us as the enemy as much as the right-winger. Libertarians do. Like, we look at both sides, like the alt-right and the alt-left are both are both enemies of, like, center libertarian. Like, the thing is, it's not left or right. It'll always, I think it is, it's authoritarianism versus individualism. That's, that's what it's about. And they are authoritarian. They say that we're fighting for oppressed minorities and all this shit. Uh, you're, you're all just white supremacists with a guilty conscience. That's it. That's all you are. 
So the majority of members don't fall into a stereotype. Weird, because I just stereotyped you. Since the election <laughs> of President Trump, however, most new Antifa members are young voters. When it, while it can be difficult to distinguish Antifa activists from other protesters, some dress head-to-toe in black. They typically have a communist fist somewhere. And then they're, they're the, the grunts, the, the ones that do the smashing and bashing, and the, you know, the, useful, the useful idiots, is the black bloc. They also wear masks to hide their identities from the police and whomever they are protesting. So, we can keep going with that. We, well, maybe I'll, I'll go a little bit more. So, okay, so, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about this. So, uh, Levin, I can't remember his, whatever, it doesn't really matter. He's a fucking communist fuck. Said Antifa activists feel the need to partake in violence. They need to partake in violence because they believe that elites are controlling the government and the media. So they need to make a statement head-on against the people who they regard as racist. Uh, hold on. So, if I don't like something somebody else says, I can go beat them up, right? That's pretty much what they do. But the thing is, it's not like they go, they don't go after the government. They don't go at these direct businesses. No. In, in Kenosha, what did they do? They burnt down local stores. People told Antifa members to get the fuck out because you're destroying our community. But it's the white knight. It's the big savior that comes in and says, hey, shut up black people. Shut up Mexican. Shut up Indian. Shut up anything. Well, yeah, and it's kind of funny because during Black Lives Matter protests, protests, I stay loosely, then you, you have Antifa who came in and riots. did what? Started riots. And they started damaging local black-owned businesses. So they're trying to, they feel like they need to partake in these violence. So, you know, they're, they're going to burn down black-owned businesses because, you know, yeah, Black Lives Matter. We got to stand up to the government. Um, do you not see the idiocy in this? Yeah, like the the firefighter who worked his whole life to start a bar and it was burned down. Yeah. Fortunately, a GoFundMe and a lot of people funded him, but there were a lot of people that died. David Dorn? Mm-hmm. Cop helping to save his friend's business was shot and killed for a fucking TV. Yeah. Very progressive of you. Yeah, way to stand up against oppressed minorities. Oh, what? Because he was a cop? Is that why? It's, it's, it's just, it's, un, it's unbelievable. Okay, but so... So there's this it's going down mentality and this hit them with your boots mentality that goes back many decades to confrontations that took place. Not only here in the American South, but also in places like Europe. Peter, uh, whatever, a white nationalist who attended the Virginia protests, said he believes the far left, including Antifa, are just as dangerous, is if not more dangerous, than the right wing could ever be. Yeah, because they have institutional power, they have media power. You are on the side of big businesses, um, on the side of big government. 
You literally are. These are people who preach tolerance and love while at the same time threatening people with a different political ideology. So I don't know who this Peter Seb Sevenovic, I don't know, sorry. I don't know what the, but yeah. I would say, okay, would that come, would I be a white nationalist? It's weird that they use that, that wording. But with a, so these are people who preach tolerance and love while at the same time threatening people with a different political ideology. Mm -hmm. We go to our rallies and they harass us and attack us, but they held theirs and we ignore them. You don't see right wing protesters and get like this. Not like how, like I said, I don't, I don't know this. I don't know the, 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 the background of this person, but by what he's saying, yeah, that's a lot of it. And, and this will continue. Okay. But Crow said the philosophy of Antifa is based on, on the idea of direct action. The idea in Antifa is that we go where the right wingers go. They literally think they're the champions of the left when they are the champions of corporations and government. That hate speech is not free speech. Then leave your country. How is that so difficult? If you don't like where you live, leave. I'm sure China is looking for a bunch of scrawny, useless, little pink-haired fuckface. Call me crazy. That if you are endangering people with what you say and the actions that are behind them, then you do not have the right to do that. We, and so, we go to cause conflict to shut them down where they are because we don't believe that Nazis or fascists or any stripe should have a mouthpiece. The irony. Okay, this is literally Nietzsche's fucking quote. Like, be careful when fighting monsters. Do not become one yourself. They've gazed so long into the abyss that the abyss has gazed back and turned them into the monster that once fought. I know I kind of butchered. I, I, I just like amalgamated a bunch. Yeah, you get the idea, though. <laughs> not verbatim, but yeah, you get the idea well, of the. But, but it's the idea that they've been trying to fight against you know, systems of oppression. They are literally, I, I brought it up uh, on Friday, I brought up the Ibram X. Kendi, that if you make laws that prop up a disenfranchised group, that is anti-racist. But if it benefits everyone, it's racist. It's, it's so... Okay, so again, Nazis or fascists. Fascism is literally the idea of governments and big businesses working together. That is fascism. That is shutting out ideas. Okay, so in, in North America, we used to have freedom of expression. You used to be able to talk. I think the best disinfectant is sunlight. You know, Daryl Davis, uh, you know, his, his stories are, are insane. What he did to de-radicalize de-radicalize KKK members. He bridged that gap. And all they say is, you're this label, therefore you should be a... 
expunged. Expunged. How was that? I know it's weird. It was just like that last word just cut right out. Oh. <laughs> okay, so this so, is hold on. So for anybody who doesn't know the direct definition of what a fascist means, because I didn't. So one often capitalized a political philosophy, movement, or regimen such as that of a fascist that exalts nation and often race above the individual that stands for a centralized autocratic government headed by a dictatorial leader, severe economic and social regimentation, and forcible suppression of opposition. Exactly. Auto, auto, autocrat, autocrat. Autocratic? No, well, it's autocrat. So, a country, state, or society governed by one person with absolute power. So, that's what, kind of what they're... But it, it's a voice of oppression. Oh, it's the, the smallest voice um, gets to speak. So, um... The weird thing is, like it's saying here, it's headed by a dictatorial leader. But yet, the, the, the Antifa has their own leader. Antifa follows the person telling them, you must go here, you must follow them, you must go raise hell, you know, show violence, harass them. Like, what is this? Yep. It's exactly where the whole, the irony comes into play. It makes no sense. Well, and even, like, with studying it more and more, trying to understand, like, hey, where where are they coming from? Because, you know, there, there's a lot of things. So I think Twitter ended up pulling out this article, or, um, like, a study showing that, overwhelmingly, left-wing, like, heavy left-wing, talk with only left-wing individuals. The right-wing will predominantly be right, but they'll also look at left-wing sources. And then centrists, obviously. Apparently, I'm, I'm, well, I guess we would be considered right-wing on Twitter, because, well, I do most of the bullshitting on Twitter. <laughs> so <laughs> You do, however, we still have the same views, so. Yeah, they're pretty, pretty similar. But so, um, yeah, just left-wing is stuck in an echo chamber. Like the the hard left, you know, a lot of news media, they all just follow each other. But right wing sources follow both left and right. So you end up becoming, you know, you just end up regurgitating your own bullshit. You start eating your own garbage. This is like, honestly, it's like a giant circle jerk. It goes in a big fucking circle. Literally an echo chamber. But then you see articles about Look, look at it. Well, here we go. Looking at fighting right-wing extremism. But if, if you don't have that bridge, you don't have that, you don't have that way of communicating. You just have people saying, oh, but they're left-wing. Like, you know, Ethan Klein has become a, a perfect example of H3H3. You know, he's become, he's become, that's what he's become. He's, he, you know, he, he was yelling at Joe Rogan because well, you know, I don't know how eggs and elk meat aren't healthy. Like, look, okay, I'll say this. If you could see what I'm wearing right now, I look like <laughs> a fat man in a fucking halter top. Thanks, Kim. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a, it was a stupid shirt that went with his pajamas. 
and it, it like shrunk and it's, it's so short it looks ridiculous and I feel bad and he wears it purposely just to be like yeah this is what you did to me <laughs> it, it. Uh, well speaking of before we move on speaking of Joe Rogan Apparently, I, I was reading an, not apparently, I was reading an article and apparently there's a bunch of people that are, are taking to um, Spotify trying to get them to essentially censor Joe Rogan. And they're, everybody's yeah, yeah. getting all angry and stuff because he's get, citing misinformation and da 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 da. Like it was a bunch of doctors, wasn't it? Or scientists, something like that. They all signed a petition. Yeah, it was so dumb. Like so dumb. Well, but so, you know, like, I don't, well, Ethan Klein has become leftist. You know, he used to be, like, he would make, you know, funny articles, like, uh, videos. And then today, today, yesterday, I can't remember. But he ends up posting on Twitter that because uh, Jordan Peterson is a gateway to the alt-right, I deleted his my interviews with him. Jordan Peterson is just saying, hey, how about we, how about we stop the, the fucking censorship? We need to talk more. You know, like, there, there's constant things. I, and it's weird. I see people saying, well, I don't know. He doesn't really articulate. He doesn't communicate that well. No, but I think he's very, he's very poignant in his words. He chooses them very carefully. And like there was a, a lady saying, well, you know, we're looking for equality for women in, in like STEM fields. And he goes, well, well, what about, what about bricklayers? 95% of men are bricklayers. Where's the equality in that? Like, if you're looking, if anything, we should put a moratorium on men going into bricklaying and forcing women into, into being bricklayers. You know, but so it's just the, the thing is, Ethan Klein has become pandering. He, he he starts freaking yelling at people and telling them that they're you know like that Joe Rogan eating eggs and elk meat is is bad, and he's giving people health advice. You know what? I I would take I would take Joe Rogan's opinion than Ethan Klein. Like well, Ethan Klein, just he just wants to eat fucking pizza and get his asshole eaten out. Well, see, like, but there's there's a very big key word there, sweetie. Take his opinion. It is his opinion. For his body, eggs and elk meat work fantastic. Just like you can have some people who can switch to a vegetarian diet and it works perfectly for them. You know, they're they're super healthy, da 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 da. And other people can go to a carnivore diet and same thing. It can literally have fantastic effects on the body where um, comorbidities or whatever is going down. You know, they're, they're not having to take all these medications. They're healthier, but other people can't. It really all depends on the makeup of a different person's body. So some people, this works really well. And honestly, what the heck is wrong with elk meat and eggs? It's protein. It's good for you, but regardless, but I need a soundboard. I need a soundboard. So then every time you say something that on my eyes roll, I can just like, Click a button. It can be like, dong, 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 and everyone will know that my eyes are freaking rolling at this bullshit. What? That they're, they're Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to make my own noise. 
No, but it's just Ethan Klein has become irrelevant. He's bleeding people. People don't want to watch him. People don't want to listen to him. So people just aren't interested in talking to him anymore. Or talking about him. They're just not. So yeah, he's 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 becoming very, very irrelevant. But the thing is, like when when someone gives um, when, when somebody talks, okay, whether it's Joe Rogan, Jordan, Jordan Peterson, he who shall not be named, uh, other people, these, <laughs> yeah, these are literally people's opinions. They're like, if people would just take it as, okay, well, this is their opinion. I don't agree with it. So I'm just going to carry on and move on with my day. Okay. Why does everybody have to make such a big deal about everything? Why does everybody have to complain about everything? And, oh, my God, they're giving misinformation. Oh, my God, they're giving medical advice. No, they're not. The government is giving more medical advice than other people who are talking or just as much. So you're taking medical advice from a government. They're not doctors. So mm, how about just take it as an opinion and do what's best for you? Well, and that, that's the thing is when you see, you know, the device of words, Justin Trudeau is saying, get it, just get it done. Just do it. Just get it done. Well, but you're not my doctor. That's the thing. You're not my doctor. You're a drama teacher playing uh, a leader of a country. You know, when so, he says so, shit like that, if I could literally go to the insertion point on my arm and squeeze it and squeeze out the, the freaking vaccine injection, get them right in the eye. I would love to do that. <laughs> Just, <laughs> just get it out. You're like, you know what? You're gonna sit there and tell people to do this. No. Okay. All right. With with that disgusting image. Okay. So I wanted to look up what, uh, according to the right, what is Antifa considered? And so this is from Two North, uh, Two North News. I think. Isn't that what they're called? Come on, you're supposed to be dead. Well, it's TNC, so I'd assume True North News. Okay, so um, yeah, so public safety ignored Antifa, violent left-wing groups in banned terror group report. So all left-wing ideology considered fantastic, while any right-winged fucking terrorist group. So Antifa, look at this right out the gate is a violent far-left movement whose followers organize riots and openly call for violence against anyone who they believe is fascist. A broad and ill-defined classification that has included veterans, police officers, security guards, military personnel, store owners, journalists, conservatives, Trump supporters, and anyone who isn't adequately woke. So you're already seeing a difference in how they're being reported on. So they said this right-wing white nationalist well, I guess fuck me. I guess I'm a white nationalist because I I agree that they they speak about tolerance and and this love, but yet they they're they're a bunch of I I would say if anything the right wing extremists and left wing extremists are are just are the same thing. They're racist. Literally, what they they're a bunch of racists. So Antifa members have been arrested in cities across North America and Europe for the destruction of property, arson, 
uttering threats, assault, incitement, and even murder. Weird. Isn't it weird? CTV did not bring up any of this. There was a guy in Portland that they said, here, we got a Trump supporter here, and shot the guy in the fucking chest. Oh my god. Look at all the murders during George Floyd. Oh, the martyrdom that is a fucking guy that shoved a gun into a pregnant woman's gut and was just a career fucking drug addict. Or drug, drug user. I'm, you know, I'm an addict, sure. But he was a fucking lifelong criminal. He hurt people. And I'm all for non-violent drug offenders getting released. Someone like that? Uh, no. No. What? No. We should paint a mural about him. And, you know, he's, you know, perfect. Speaking of murals, I, I don't believe in God. But. Hold on. What? Hold on. Shut up. <laughs> but. A George Floyd mural was struck by lightning twice. Are you so, serious? Even God hates this motherfucker. <laughs> and then, yeah. Okay, that's perfect. That is perfect. <laughs> if there's any sign <laughs> that there may be a God, um, this might be it. Go. Ah, uh, from the hill. I'll, uh, I'll stop. Oh, shut up. I don't care. The hill. George Floyd mural reportedly destroyed by lightning bolt. Photos posted on social media show a large portion of the mural in Toledo, Ohio. I find it really weird. Toledo, Ohio. Yeah, a large mural painted on the side of a brick building in Toledo, Ohio. Or honoring George Floyd. I don't know what you're honoring. I'd like. Hey, hey I don't. I don't get it. Reduced to a heap of rubble Tuesday evening after it was reportedly struck by lightning. Oh, sorry. I thought it was struck multiple times. It was just one real fucking good one. <laughs> City officials said they are working to ensure the mural is replaced. Oh. But some are skeptical of what caused the collapse. City building inspector Hugh Coogan told the Toledo Blade that the wall appeared to crumble due to natural deterioration. It was just age. It just came away. It happens to older buildings. The artist who painted the Take a Breath mural last year shortly after George uh, Floyd's death questioned whether it could have been vandalized. To be fair, I don't think this guy should be immortalized, but you know. No, you, you showed the... Oh. But never mind. All right. So, yeah. So, regardless, even if it wasn't struck by lightning, I like that idea better. So, I'm going to go with that narrative because it fits what I like. <laughs> okay. But so, to get back to uh, so True North News, uh, so look at this an access information request asked the government to provide any memos, briefing notes, policy briefs, and other similar documents um, provided to the minister related to the possible placement of the following groups on the criminal code list of terrorist entities. The request lists more than a dozen Antifa groups that are known to operate in Canada. A thorough search was conducted and Public Safety Canada was unable to locate any records responding to your request. So, True North was looking for any and all Antifa affiliated affiliated groups. 
and our public safety? We, we, no, that's just an idea. We, there's no actual groups. Weird, because I'm, I'm now talking about one. The Canadian Anti-Hate Network is literally an Antifa organization. All their rhetoric, all the same stuff, all the way they talk. They talk about fighting fascist and right-wing extremism. We got some right-wing extremism for a pastor. Don't worry. We got that coming up. And as always, there's all our, all our articles and references will always be in the description. So, you know, please, you know, you, you can always check out what we're, what we're talking about. If you want to look further in yourself. So one of the groups listed is in the request resistance resist. Well, okay. You know what? I don't speak fucking Quebec. Resistance. Resistance internationaliste. <laughs> responsi- <laughs> so who claimed responsibility for a number of bombings between 2004 and 2010 with targets including an oil and glass ex- executive in Montreal and a Canadian Forces Recruitment Center in Three Rivers well I just know that Three Rivers Another group, Hamilton Against Fascism, has been involved in a number of violent attacks that have led to many arrests. In late 2018, ringleader Cedar Hopperton oh, pleaded guilty to mischief over $5,000 and um, counseling to commit mischief after he led a riot that caused significant property damage. But, but they're fighting fascism. Kim. But oh, I know. They're they're fighting they're fighting fascism. Yep. Popperton was described as the ringleader of a group of some forty masked anarchists who attended what they described as a militant and confrontational march. Toronto against fascism has been linked to violent rallies, including one outside a monk debate at Roy Thompson Hall in November two thousand eighteen. Weird. The Canadian Anti-Hate Network, they talk about the same thing. Hmm. According to Toronto Police, 12 people were, were arrested during that rally after police officers were assaulted. So, this is all to tie in. So again, our government spends $25 million a year to fund ways to combat anti- or a right-wing extremism. So, we brought this up before. So the, our, our last little section for today. Pastor's month-long tour merged Canadian hate and American QAnon. Far-right influence. What is American QAnon? QAnon is like, uh, it, it's, it's like a conspiracy theory kind of group. It kind of... Um, what's the best way to explain it? I don't know. They're... I would say they're more just kind of conspiracy theory. You know, like they thought that Trump is really in the White House and uh, all, you know, January 20th, he's actually going to, you know, take over the White House. Like, like he rightfully won, which, you know, the argument can be made, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> okay. But so, so this is a little bit that I wanted to know. So we covered Arthur Pavlov's. Yeah. We covered him. He never said that he's against. That he's against mandates. He has never, ever, ever, ever said that. 
he is against the government forcing it. Which, when you shove people out of the discussion, you don't allow them in. You don't prove them wrong. You only prove in their minds that they're right. That's all you do. So, this is from the Canadian Anti-Hate Network. An avid spreader of COVID-19 conspiracy beliefs himself, Pavlovsky has been rubbing shoulders with those with a much larger audience that have only served to boost his profile. After a much publicized arrest along what appears to be an Alberta collector road, the first time he was arrested, as well as Banshee-style yelling, Banshee-style yelling when he was telling the Alberta Health Services to get out. Um, I remember that video, and I definitely would not um, explain that or describe that as Banshee yelling? Banshee yelling. That's- even if he was. Like, even, even if he was screaming at the top of his lungs, he's saying, get out of my church. This is a constitutional right. But the way they're painting him, that he's a, he's a COVID-19 conspiracy theorist, he thinks that COVID-19 vaccines will, you know, shrink your dick and, I don't know, <laughs> turn you into an Antifa guy. Or girl, well, or Z, or Zer, or whatever I mean, the fuck To be you fair, call that is one of the reasons I did take the vaccine because I was really trying to shrink my dick. Well, yeah, and they're. Ugh, what, to be an Antifa? <laughs> Ooh, I use a bike lock because I'm a big boy. <laughs> I wear, I wear all, all black because I'm a pussy. Chaz, they had to bring in FEMA because those dumb motherfuckers didn't know how to grow plants. They needed, oh, and their demands were like vegan patties and soy milk. Like, they're just a bunch of soy words. It's, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. And you know what the thing is? People might think, well, why, 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 am I rallying, rally? why am I railing against them so hard? It's because they fundamentally go against what Canada is. You know, I, I, I absolutely, I have my problems with our government, with our institution. Not a fucking doubt. But when you turn on your fellow neighbor, when you say you're the fascist, Arthur, he came from, fuck, was it Germany? Germany? No. Um, I can't, I, it wasn't Germany. It was like Poland or... I was going to say Pavlovsky. That sounds uh, Polish. But he came from a communist country, and he's saying what you are doing, Nazi, with dividing, with un- unjust laws, with you know, you're you're telling people you can and you cannot, you cannot freely associate, you cannot practice your religion. Hey, Antifa, apparently your religion is getting butt fucked by a bunch of other Azizers in the in the streets. So, like, I don't care. I personally don't care, but. Whatever just, makes you happy, I guess. But to say, you know, that this guy is a right-wing extremist, it's just, it's it's a little uh, dramatic. A little, a little tone deaf that a guy is saying like, look, like, th- this is this is, this, I don't even need to go further in this article to make the point. So, they're against government, right? That's what uh, that's what uh, CTV News said. Yeah. Institutions of power. But look at, look at what Antifa is actually saying. 
So, his Banshee-style yelling of get out Nazis at public health officials who entered his church to enforce public health measures earlier this year. Pavlovsky drew the attention of the American Christian far-right. Well, he, first, he's a fucking pastor, so, uh, but far-right? <laughs> So Pavlovsky and his brother Brave, uh, his bro- <laughs> and his brother David Pavlovsky were found guilty of contempt of court and breaking COVID, COVID restrictions after being arrested for holding and promoting illegal gatherings in May. When the decision was handed down, however, the pastor was already touring in the United States, appearing at events hosted by FEC United, an American religious group recently founded by Joe Altman, and boosts. And boasts its own militia. Oh, what is it? The fact that they they have bigger guns than you? Because in Canada, you can't have a gun. They're not allowed. But it's obviously you can. It's just it's very restricted because you know people just don't like their rights. So that's where you get police busting in your door and just throwing you into a COVID prison. But isn't that so they fight. Where the fuck? Where was it? Um, from CTV. One more. Oh, right. How much we spend on the, this this type of ideology? Okay, so anti-vaxxers. Okay, the term is used to find a broad group of people who politically believe whose political beliefs lean toward the left, often the far left, you know, conform, blah, 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 blah. Positions can be hard to define, but many members oppress, support oppressed populations and protest the amassing of wealth corporations and elites. But, um, so is, is Arthur Pavlovsky, is he, is he an elite? Because he's literally telling the government to get out. Stop intervening in my life. I have the right of association. I have the right of religion. I have all these charter rights that bitch and moan that. Well, hmm, but what about my rights? My rights stop where then you know where your hmm, privacy or immunity ends. Please shut up. Shut up. No. No. Oh yeah, and I was right. He's from Poland. Okay. So, but. It- it not that incredible to see Banshee style yelling of get out Nazis at public health officials who entered his church to enforce public health measures. You're you're the government goons. You are literally you know the same government that you supposedly hate. You know, do you residential schools? No. No, no, but but He's a white man, I'm sure, is, is your real hate. And because he has money, therefore he's, he's an oppressor, right? Because, um, what is it, power, power plus prejudice equals power? Or what the fuck, I can't remember what you idiots say. <laughs> but, okay, so with that, so I wanted to bring up how much we actually spend on it. So this is from our Canadian government website. So, Bardish Chaggers is the Minister of Diversity and Inclusion. We literally have left wing. We have not even left wing. We have anti leftists. 
arm of the government. This is no different than the CCP and they, how they have a state office in every single company. So, Bardesh Tagger, Minister of Diversity and Inclusion and Youth, he can't use a comma, and Member of Parliament for Waterloo, announced $20.4 million to support 92 projects across the country to address barriers to employment, justice, and social participation among Indigenous people, racialized communities, and religious minorities. Hmm. The anti-racism. See that word again? Does that not put on a totally different meaning now? Once you understand uh -huh. what anti-racist actually means. Yeah. Yeah. Action program is yet another important step that we are taking to address systemic racism. The minister is saying Canada is systemically racist by providing funding to support local, regional, and national initiatives and outcome outcomes-based activities. Outcome-based activity. So it is not equality of opportunity. It is a quality of outcome, or at least the opportunity. It's un this is unreal. The government of Canada will continue implementing the anti-racism strategy. Anti-racism. It's not enough to be not racist. You need to be actively anti-racist. You need to discriminate. As we build a more inclusive society. How is that being more inclusive exactly? When you're actually promoting discrimination, how is that being more inclusive? This is what I find unreal. So any, any person, if you make more money, this is... I, I understand this process as conspiratorial. This is literally, you make too much money? Well... I'm sure someone suffered, some minority suffered at the wealth that you amassed, therefore you should give it up to someone else. So, listen to this. Yeah, I suffered. Look at this dumbass. Okay, so while progress has been made in promoting a more diverse and inclusive society, where, okay, please, can, if, if anyone has, has information showing that Canada actively discourages uh, minorities from uh, joining in um, business or social events or community events like that, like by law, by law, not, not, no, not, uh, Hey, we're having a, we're having a cookout at my house and people I don't know show up. Well, I'm sorry, because you're some skin color. Like I don't, I don't care, but isn't that unfucking real? We must continue calling out racism and discrimination wherever and whenever we see it. The continued support provided through the Anti-Racism Action Program will allow organizers or organizations to, so, to tackle social and economic barriers. Yes, because we just hate a bunch of the Aboriginal. We just hate them. Oh, yeah. Our government will continue working with Equity-deserving community. Equity-deserving community. Um, what? 
and organizations to combat all forms of systemic race racism to build a better Canada for all. This is Adam Van. Oh, I'm sure you fucking love to kill your Jews, don't you? I'm 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 I'm, I'm fairly certain Adam Van Hooverden. Hooverden. I'm sure you have a couple Jews in your closet. Hmm? A couple Jews in your uh, your history, your immediate <laughs> history. Parliamentary Parliament Parliamentary Secretary to the Minister of Diversity and Inclusion and Youth and to the Minister of Canadian Heritage, oh, for sports, and member of Parliament for Milton. So, to conclude, when you hear anti-racism, and trust me, like I, I have friends, they said, well, what's wrong with being anti-racist? This is what's wrong with being anti-racist. It's not being non-discriminatory, where laws are made for everyone. It is laws that literally force down, which is discriminatory, which is why where you have to have certain number of minorities in a business, otherwise you can be fined. That is literally that is anti-racism in act. You have to hire a minority, a visible minority. Well, it's weird. Atheist isn't a protected class. Someone that doesn't believe in God. Huh. But yet it is significantly smaller than most other practicing religions in Canada. So you think, wouldn't, wouldn't atheists be a protected class? Nope. But we're going to go based off your skin color, which is literally basic. Right? Which makes absolutely yeah. no sense to me whatsoever. Like, <laughs> I, I, oh my God, I don't even, I don't even know what to say. Like, Nowhere do I think that racism of any kind should be tolerated nor is okay. When you are going to a business and you're telling them you have to hire X amount of minorities, like, can you not see that that in itself is being racist? You should be hiring people pendant on what they can do for the company. Are they the be like, are they the best person for no. the job? No, I need someone that has a dark skin color. That's the only way I'm going to produce a diverse and inclusive group. Not diversity of thought, diversity of skin color. So I look like a fucking rainbow. Which make it just doesn't make any sense. People, it, it doesn't matter the skin color that you are. You should be getting a, a job. Like people shouldn't. People shouldn't discriminate it against anything. But the thing is, if you're applying for being a, um, I don't even know, a train conductor. Fuck. I, I don't know. Barber. A fucking anything. It doesn't. It, no. What color skin? That's the thing. That's why. Like, when you see this wording with, you know, with the, the words from Ibram X. Kendi that apparently found racism from the day he was a wee little girl or whatever he did identifies as. I don't know. <laughs> but through the anti-racism like I said it is literally those laws and I've been saying that since I was young I've been saying that I've always held that thought why why do we need to hire a minority well, uh, why do you, like why do you have to 
Is that not discrimination? It is. Like, the thing is, okay, if we go back to my train conductor thing, say I am a, okay, let's, let's twist this around a little bit. Tell me how this sounds. I am a middle-aged black man, and I have been a train conductor for 25 years. All right, so I'm applying to be a train conductor at this railroad company who primarily has black people as, um, as whatever, as employees, because that's the area that I'm, or, you know, that I'm living in where a white man comes along and he wants to apply for this train conductor position that's coming up. I've also applied for it, but the white man has no experience whatsoever. He, he doesn't have the experience as being a train conductor, but you know, he's eager to learn. Okay. So they're going to hire the white man because they want to be more diverse. You know, they, they want to get more skin colors in there as opposed to just one. So they're going to hire the white guy to make them more diverse. Where I have 20 plus years experience as being a train conductor and I am the right person for that job. But they're willing to take on the white guy and just train him from bottom up, you know, to be this train conductor so they can say, yay, we're more diverse and we're being told that we have to be more diverse with our staff. So, okay, let's do this. So you put the foot on the other, the shoe on the other foot. Tell me that does not sound racist and wrong. That black man who had 25 plus or 20 plus years experience, he should be the one getting the job. It does not matter of the skin color of the person, the person who is right for the job and has the best experience in the right position. That should be the person getting the job, not somebody else getting a position because of the color of their skin. I would not want to be in a job where I got hired just based on the color of my skin or my gender or this or that or whatever. I I want to get hired, but I want to get hired for my skills. Yeah. Well, and that's, so this, this is what I, I, I found very, I find very, it's, I find it terrifying. I, I'm not a fan of discrimination in any way, shape or form. No. Regardless of your skin color, I don't care. But when you're actively saying our anti-racism, we need to fight racism. We need to fight against fascism, but you're literally on the side of the fascists. Antifa the Canadian Anti-Hate Network, you are literally on the side of the fascist. You are... You, are we the baddies? No. Yeah, you're, you're the baddies. You're the baddies. You're the brown coats. You're the ones that put people in gas chambers, in shallow graves, burn them alive. You are accelerating that. Saying that Arthur Pavlovsky is a, is a right-wing QAnon conspiracy theorist, when he is saying... Leave me alone. Leave me alone. And he's, he's the one that's working for the government. Do you understand the irony in that? You are on the side of the government. The thing is, it, like I said, it is about collectivism. You need to conform to the masses. Otherwise, like, <laughs> you, so the, the, Antifa, Canadian Anti-Hate Network. You think in your, your communist revolution, you think you guys are going to be at the top? No. You're useful idiots. 
you're if you really think you're going to be at the top at every communist revolution it's the intelligentsia and it's the people who overthrew who get killed it's the leaders who get killed devin Bulgard or whatever the fuck your stupid name is you will be put against the wall that's the thing you will be put against the wall you will not be a leader it's crazy i think i brought this up before people were saying like oh when i'm you know when communist uh, communism succeeds i'm gonna i'm gonna be able to be you know a painter or i'm gonna have a wonderful farm and i'm gonna have all this stuff and people responded your farm it's our farm right you think you're gonna be painting uh no no we have friends that came from east germany and they said if something needed to be made you were you had to make more of it you didn't go say hey i worked eight hours i worked you know i worked what what i was you know what i'm being paid to do and leave no no if you need to make a two thousand more clocks well guess what you're making two thousand more clocks that's the thing doesn't suddenly you don't suddenly get to sit in your your chic apartment no you're gonna be in the jewish ghettos with the rest and you're gonna be picking rock because someone up top is gonna say i need you to pick rock oh yeah and it's not like you're gonna get fancy overtime pay and all that other stuff you know getting one hell of a paycheck nay nay doesn't work that way it's it's incredible because like i said i i am a minority group and i oppose this I don't like the f- idea of discrimination. I don't like the idea of affirmative action because that is discrimination. Discrimination in any form is discrimination. Yeah. Where, where black people, because they're so stupid, get into into universities easier than white or than white people. And Asian people have a harder time getting into university because they're too smart. That's that is that is a that is literally racist discrimination. That is stereotyping. Yep. Seeing one race as superior to another. When a African or a black guy's or black woman's SAT scores need to be 1,200 to get into a university, as opposed to a white guy or woman, 1,400. I'm just throwing out numbers. Well, yeah, I, then I, you got your Asian, that's like 1,800. Yeah, they're like 1600 in order for them to get into a university. Yeah, you're literally <laughs> picking and choosing different tests and scores based on the color of somebody's skin, which is what? Discrimination. That's complete racism. Yeah. Well, that like that is um their idea of anti-racism in action. All of this is anti-racism, and I brought it up before. I talked about exactly what anti-racism is. It is laws that are specifically specifically uh, discriminatory for a minority group. Because if it brings them up, it is anti-racist. It is focused on them to keep them down, or it doesn't target them specifically. It is racist. That unfucking believable. I can't believe that. Well, yeah, and these are things that are literally 
being tolerated and implemented everywhere in schools, like everywhere. And people are, government. are okay with it. Like, I, I don't know if people are just that dumb that they're just not paying attention and they don't understand what's going on or if they just don't care or if somehow it was fed to them that it, this is a really great idea and somehow they put one hell of a spin on it to make it seem like, yeah, we're doing like some fantastic shit. It does. It sounds, it's, this sounds so fantastic. It sounds great. Where the hell did that thing go now? There we go. While progress has been made in promoting a more diverse and inclusive society. Okay. We must continue calling out racism and discrimination. See all of that. I agree with. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would love to have diverse ideas, different cultures, you know, our, our neighbors, fantastic people. They have a diverse idea yeah. because they're not from here. You know, when things are stagnant in, in like a workplace or if you're doing, you know, writing something, doing homework, what do they say? Well, maybe I should get a fresh set of eyes on it. A different idea. Yeah. Which is why we've even like put out there to anybody who's listening you know, if you don't agree with us and you would like to come on the podcast and, you know, have a friendly discussion, we would be 100% open for it. Or heated. Like, you know, things can get heated, but it, that's the main thing is an exchange of ideas. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I would love to, to see where someone thinks that this is okay. Well, so. I mean, you are white adjacent so <laughs> yeah yeah i turned on my my aboriginal brothers and sisters like <laughs> un fucking real all right so yeah but this kind of concludes so again to 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 summarize we're spending 20 25 million and in fact uh, the uh, there was some stuff that was left out because like there's just too much there's too much stuff here and it would literally, it, it said to spend $50 million in two years in ways to combat right-wing extremism. Or, you know, diversity, inclusion, and equity. Yeah, these so, are the toolkits coming to a school near you. Yeah, so the Canadian Anti-Hate Network is literally a fascist organization. And you know what? Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. You are literally fascist. You are saying that a pastor who came from Poland, who fought off Nazi Germany, who fought off Russians, two communist countries tried to take over fucking Poland and they fought to the death. They literally died for their country. Oh, but that's a right, that's an alt-right extreme position, right? To have pride in your country, right? Yeah. But to say someone like him who left a place that was being threatened by communism, who people were disappeared and him saying, you are no different than the people that I left. Don't you think you should maybe take his opinion? Like where's the diversity there? Oh, is it because he's white? But I thought Polish people were like Slavic people. I thought they were considered oppressed. Well, see, Slavic literally comes from the word slave. See, and that's what really irritates me too, 
is you'll sit there and say, well, you're white or white people. Okay, well, which white people? The Germans, the Jewish, the, the Polish, the Ukrainian, the Russian, the the Greek. Yeah, like you can just keep going and going and going. Like it, Like it's not white. Just because we all have lighter colored skin does not mean we're all the same. Just like black people. Well, black people don't all come from Africa. There are other places that they do have black people. Cuba, uh, Egypt, India. Like we can keep going here. Jamaica. Like it's not just Africa. So you, you got to stop with this whole lumping of everybody together. Well, that's what the, that's what they do because they they just see everything as as skin color. They want to think like how does your race affect this interaction? How does your race impact this situation? It doesn't. It doesn't because like and I've brought this up before the the story of the being the that black guy that I seen at the at a flying J. Him saying, "Oh, she's just looking and wa- watching me because I'm black. She's a fucking racist." Well, is she? Maybe she is. But how maybe like look at how you were acting. It's just to open the idea of, you know, it seemed like he was ready for a fight and he was looking to be offended. And I just said, no. Everyone's kind of on edge with COVID. I'm sure she's seen you looking at him, and you're probably one of a thousand people that came into the store today, and I'm sure she looked. You know? You know, I mean, like we, we had a little discussion, and he goes, you know, at the end, he's like, yeah, man, you know, you're right, you're right. Yeah, you know, I should, uh, yeah, I should maybe take a look of it like that. And I'm not saying maybe she was. Yeah, like, yeah, people can't be racist. Hello? But institutional systemic racism? No. In fact, yeah, Canada does have a lot of racist laws. Especially with this, uh, with our diversity, inclusion, and equity division. That I'd say that's probably the most discriminatory thing in Canada. Outside of the funding that we give to these left-wing, leftist, fascist organizations. But, oh, Canada. Canada. Place of multiculturalism supposed to be enjoying learning other cultures but you know now it's cultural appropriation i literally had a discussion with someone as an aboriginal as an aboriginal okay so i'm, I'm a dirty squaw and uh she says you can't wear indian garb and i said how dare you say that she's white as fuck she's from like ireland like her ancestor ukrainian okay and uh, so I said to her, how dare you? I said, I think anyone should, because then it shows acceptance. You know, uh, how does the expression go? You know, appropriation is the best form of, uh, fuck, I can't remember that. But that. Appreciation, flattery. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, yeah. but see, but that's the thing is what I've always said, which is why the whole, when everybody started talking about cultural appropriation and stuff like that, like. It made no sense to me. I can understand somebody dressing up as somebody else, uh, a different religion, race, whatever, to make a mockery of it. No, that's, you know, but like to purposely like, okay, I can understand that mm, that's not cool, but whatever, carry on. But the thing is, if, if I wanted to walk around and wear this, this necklace that was actually made for me from coworker, who it, she's 
Native American and she had made me a necklace when I was moving to a different job. And it was literally made out of sinew, uh, deer bones, like it, everything. It is so beautiful. And if I were to wear something like that, because I think it's absolutely beautiful and I'm showing appreciation, well, that's cultural appropriation. If I put my hair in braids, oh, well, you're cultural appropriating. If I wear big hoops, if I wear this, if I wear that, if I had a sweater that literally had a Native American thing on it, well, it's cultural appropriation. No, it's not. I think it's beautiful and I'm, I want to show it off. I'm proud to have it. I think it's beautiful. Appropriation is the best form of appreciation. Yeah. Yeah, but it was just, it was crazy to see a white person telling a minority that they can't do this. Hmm. The, just the, the irony in that. And, and did you it's, tell this person, like, hey, I'm a minority? Uh, yeah, I said I am Aboriginal. And, well, you don't act like it. Uh, what? Hold on. Hold on, miss. You can't dress like that because that's cultural appropriation. You don't act like it. What does, uh, what does an Aboriginal act like, bitch? Yeah, like, should I be, what, have empty bottles of, like, Listerine and empty beer bottles everywhere? Should I have diabetes? Like, should my feet be gone? Should I, wh what? Talk oh, with an uh, accent. Like, it just, it... Hey, am I supposed to talk like this? There you hmm? go. Nah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like, like, it's just, it's unbelievable. A white person telling someone else and especially a minority. Like, I don't give a fuck. I, I literally, I couldn't care less. It's just, it's unbelievable. But, all that right. That is insane. That would have made me so angry. Oh, like, I, just deleted, the, I deleted them. Just the audacity of that. Just, well, you don't act like it. Okay, there, miss. I'm going to fight racism and stuff like that, and you racism. can't do this. But, uh, you fight don't racism act, with racism. You don't act Aboriginal. You don't act Black. You don't act this. What does one act like? Like if, if uh, what as a as an East Indian person should I be fucking goats? Like, is that, is that what I'm supposed to do, or is that is that only the Scottish? Is it Scottish people that fuck goats? No, that's East. I don't. I, See, but that would be discriminatory. Saying that people do this. Oh, because of because of your skin color. Well, you should act like this. In fact, I've had other conversations because I've heard a lot of stereotypes, but it was. East Indian people typically do not like black dogs. Huh. Why is I that? Heard, uh, that I'm, I'm not too sure. I don't know if it's a pure thing, because obviously like East Indians seem to like white. But, and so I ended up asking a, a co-worker about that. And I said, like, is that, a, is that a true thing, or is that just like a exception? He's like, oh, fuck, I love, to, I love black dogs. I have black dogs. I'm like, hmm, okay. And I dropped it. Okay. Like, the thing is, I don't know. Like, is, is that like a cultural thing? Well, see, like, and that's they the don't, thing. They like, don't kill cows, they fuck them. <laughs> but that's the thing is, you should be able to ask questions. You should be able to go up to somebody and be like, so I heard this. Is this true? There have been so many people I have done that to. Or, well, I heard this. Like, is this a, is this a true stereotype or is this just some bullshit people are saying. 
Oh yeah, no, it's true. Or no, yeah, no, no, that's bullshit. But you should yeah. be able to ask people that. You know, do do all Aboriginals do they like you know have a bad tolerance with alcohol or this or that or drugs or whatever gambling? I don't know. The list could keep going. No. <laughs> Or you could say, you know what, there, that is a problem in, in our communities. Oh, well, why is that? Well, I'm, I'm, I could think of some for some Aboriginal communities as a lack of opportunity, the lack of pride, the lack of, um, the lack of, well, I, I would say that's probably the, the two big ones. Well, the, the horrible. Dependency. Well, yeah, the dependent, 100%, but also all the bullshit they went through with the residential schooling, how badly it messed people up. And then how are they treating that with alcohol, drugs to treat the trauma that they went through. And unfortunately it just keeps passing down. Yeah. So, I mean, there are so many different reasons, but asking these questions and trying to get a better understanding, that is a good thing. That is something that I would encourage anybody to do. And you shouldn't be afraid to ask some questions. Like maybe, have a little, um, I don't know, watch how you're, I don't, I don't even know what I was going to say. I was going to say, watch how you say it, but no, like, don't no. be a fucking asshole about it. But no, I t- but that's the thing. Like, yeah, you can do things in a respectful manner. Absolutely. But you know, just how hard would it be? Like I, you know, when I was with people that came from, well, when I was an instructor, I, I talked, I, I taught people who were, who came from reservations. And we talked about these things. Like I asked flat out, like, well, th- these are some things like, I would like to know your, your opinion on this. And I said like, Hey, what about like the reservation land is your land? Like it's not crown land that they can kick you out of because they might find, you know, cobalt or some bullshit, but no, this is yours. It is your jurisdiction. You know, then and unfortunately in the society that we live in, Unless it has value, it's not worth anything. You know, <clears throat> like, uh, you know, like you have to be able to almost like commercialize it to an extent. You know, I always have like the, you know, the ideas of like, there are beautiful in, in the, in the States. Like there's some, um, through like Minnesota, I believe that I've, I've driven past some in, around Calgary. Like there's these beautiful casinos. And you know, yeah, oh, oh, Aboriginals, casinos. Well, yeah, but then you get introduced to their culture. You might, you know, they might have a, a display set up like, hey, th- this was our hunting ground, you know, or like the Blackfoot uh, Indians or Aboriginals that were in like the Calgary area. Well, they could have a display like, hey, this is our culture. This is like the stuff that we used. I'm like, that would be fucking, that'd be cool. I remember when I was but- younger. Obviously, I didn't go to a casino, but when I was younger, my sister had taken me to a powwow. And I got to say that... I got to stop you there. Canada is looking at banning the word powwow because it's discriminatory. How is that discriminatory? Okay, any of our listeners out there, if you're of Aboriginal descent and you uh, partake in powwows, do do you... Not much longer. Is this... Just like, do you find this discriminatory? Like, I'm really kind of curious. Please leave a comment below. But anyway, back to my story that now will maybe never take place again. But when I was a kid, my sister took me to a powwow. 
you know, I was a little hesitant at first because I didn't know what to expect. It was so cool. The energy, the, the, the music, the dancing, the, the, um, traditional outfits that they would wear. Like this is stuff I've never seen before in my life or witnessed or heard. And it was magical (laughs) to say it in a, maybe in a cheesy way, but it literally, it was just the energy there. It was beautiful. And I absolutely loved it. Yeah. So in 1876, the federal government introduced the Indian act partly to end in and put an end to indigenous cultural ceremony. Um, but now they're looking at banning the word powwow because it would be seen as discriminatory, even though that's what they call it. Well, I'll, this is from I don't know who EO, but yeah, the powwow is a celebration of indigenous cultures, although customs and vary across the province and across North America. The event reliably featured drumming, dancers, crafts such as moccasins and beads and traditional food. So, yeah, but now they're looking at banning that word being discriminatory. So, all right. I need Uh, need just to put, like, I need to carry a board around with me everywhere I go just so I can, like, bash my head into it occasionally. Yeah, all right. So with that, um, to wrap this up i'm still waiting for a couple phone calls especially from a, a few mlas in regards to the uh anti-racism um laws that are looking at being pushed and and this type of funding because i'm sorry i do not stand for discrimination of any kind so yeah all right with that um let's get out of here okay so um Thank you, everybody, for listening. And to everybody who has subscribed, thank you so much. And to anybody who's a new listener, welcome. Uh, Thank you for taking the time to listen to what we have to say and our opinions. Um, Please don't forget to hit the like, subscribe, and please share. Share us. We like being shared, please. Again, you can check us out. We upload three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You can see us on YouTube. Rumble, Spotify, uh, and Anchor, along with Google Podcasts, and hopefully some other ones in the near future. Um, Also, you can check us out on our Facebook group, Instagram, and Twitter. So thank you, everybody. Hope you had a fantastic weekend, and hope everyone has a good Monday, and we will catch you back on hump day. Thank you, and good night.